Are you a kiddo who dreams? Kinky dreams? Dreams of wearing pants like the ones you grew up with? Well, golly gee, dream no more. Kinky Dreams specializes in printing cute vintage designs of diaper prints, superheroes, and cartoon characters on adult diapers. These handcrafted pants will leave you feeling your full baby fantasy. If you want to get your grabby hands on one of these one-of-a-kind diapers, make sure to use promo code PLAYTIME for 10% off all Kinky Dreams products. Kinky Dreams, making your little dreams come true. Hello, 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 and welcome to Newsy's Nook. I am your host, Newsy Baby, a podcast where you can relax while I try not to wet my pamps. Speaking about wetting pamps, I recently, so I love taking pictures of myself in diapers. I don't know about you, but to me, I feel the most sexy when I'm wearing a diaper. Like, it's almost like people always ask me, like, why, why do you have more diaper pics of you than nudes on your phone, which is kind of crazy. So like when people take my phone, not only am I like, oh, don't look at my nudes, it's almost kind of like, please don't look at my diaper pics, because that's even worse. So people always ask, why do you have so many diaper pics on your phone? And it's because I feel immensely sexy in them. I don't know what it is. It's it's something about the padding. You know, I've always been short and I've always been, you know, I've always looked really young. And so, I don't know, it's like the diaper enhances that a little bit. And I just love the feeling, right? Like a nicely squishy diaper and you know, you're squishing around or like even the way it kind of like accentuates my hips, right? It gives you like hourglass figure. I don't know what it is. I can't pinpoint it, but I love how I look and I love how I feel and I love the headspace it puts me in. It puts me in such a good headspace because I don't, my anxiety is lower. I also feel like I can talk to people. Like I'm a really shy person when it comes to like meeting other people but like meeting other ABDLs at least to me is a little more easier because we have this same kink and it's a very niche kink right like you always see people in you know gay bars at least I did in San Francisco with like pup hoods and harnesses but you would very rarely find someone with like just a diaper and so when you do see one out in like the wild it's like you you are part of my tribe, you, we understand the same thing, we both have, like, you know, the same interests, and so it's very, it's easier to, like, pop up a conversation. It's also a lot of fun to, like, meet other ABDLs, because, you know, it's kind of a niche kink, we're, like, Pokemon a little bit, right? Um, Sometimes the closest ABDL to you is almost sometimes, like, 30 miles away, or for other people, I've heard, like, they're, like, the other state over just because there's not a lot of us around. So like, for example, I spend all my time in Santa Barbara on the weekends. And so there is like three of us up there and I've met them all. We're all great friends, but there, I was on diaper boys and this new ABDL came to town and I was like, Oh, Hey, I should like, you know, say hello. And so I message him and we're talking and stuff and, you know, we're really getting along. I'm asking, you know, why is he an ABDL? He's asking me what I, what I like to do. 
and you know I was gonna go out on Saturday and he texts me he's like hey what are you doing and I was like hey I'm at this bar if you want to come hang out and he's like oh no I don't want to hang out but like if you want to pad up and I was like sure let's do it let's get this on because it's like you know it's very rare at least in like you know, the rural areas to find another ABDL. And so I literally, I left. I was like, I'm sorry, I got to go home. People are like, oh, are you not feeling well? And I was like, oh, yeah, no, I'm not feeling well. But the real reason is because I wanted to meet this other ABDL. And I was so glad that I did because as we were talking and as, you know, after I patted him up and he patted me up, we were talking and he was like, oh, you're kind of the second person I've ever met. And I really loved that. And I really loved because anytime I try to meet another ABDL, it's, you know, I want to create a really safe space because, you know, not every experience is gold. Some experiences are better than others. I've had, I've had some bad experiences, but so that has encouraged me to always, when I meet other ABDLs, to make it a good experience, right? Like I always try to create a safe space. I always tell him, you know, what my boundaries are and what I'm consenting to. And, you know, I try not to make it sound like, you know, I'm a dad saying like, you know, here's the birds and the bees and here's what you should and shouldn't do. It's no, it's kind of like, you know, I give consent as like, you know, you can, you can pad me up and, you know, you can rub my diaper when it's squishy and you can give me, you know, belly rubs and head scratches, you know, just kind of like laying the ground rules so that when we start getting comfortable with each other, it's not, you're not in your head the whole time like, oh, I don't know if I can do this or I don't know if I can do this. So I like to create a safe space and I was so glad that I met this ABDL because I was the second person he had ever met, you know, I patted him up, we were watching cartoons, we were drinking our water, we were getting squishy and, you know, it was getting late. And so I let him sleep over, which, you know, some people might not do on the first time around. But, you know, I try to create that safe space. And that's what I really want this podcast to be. I want this podcast to be a safe space that we can talk about, you know, just being ABDL because, you know, not a lot of people know what it is. And there's a lot of misconceptions that, you know, I want to get into. So let's get into them. Let's get into Newsy's niche. So there's so many misconceptions to being ABDL. And I think the biggest one that gets brought up a lot is that it's connected to, you know, pedophilia and child play, which it 100% is not. Let's say it again for the people in the back. It is not connected to pedophilia or child play at all. And I bring this up because recently in the gay DL group on Facebook, someone screenshotted another post on a gay camping group about are there any ABDL campers in the United States? And of course, all these people were like, you know, what's ABDL? What does it stand for? You know, what do you do? And, you know, this one person said, you know, it sounds like, you know, something bad. It sounds like pedophilia. And, you know, he was kink shaming a little bit or he was misinformed. And, you know, I think that's why so many people are hesitant about coming out to their partners. I was lucky enough where when me and my partner started dating, I kept dropping hints. We were going on this camping trip and I kept dropping hints like, oh, wouldn't it be fun if like, you know, we wore diapers on our, you know, 13 hour car ride. And I don't know if he was doing it as a joke, but when we stopped at a gas station, 
you know, he ran across the street to a Rite Aid and bought some Depends. So he either had an open heart or, you know, he just read right through me and he was like, oh, he must be into this. So here you go. But, you know, it's not the same. You know, not everyone has that same experience. Some people have experiences where, you know, they they feel like they can't come out to their partners because, you know, it has this misconception to it. And it's and, you know, my personal opinion is I think it has this misconception because there isn't representation, right? If there's no representation in the larger gay community, then it it starts getting this stigma, a taboo connected to it. And that's why it, it sometimes it's so hard to come out to your partners. I've, you know, I've had people message me like, oh, it's so cool that your partner, you know, knows, you know, I don't think I can come out to him because, you know, he doesn't really like piss play or, you know, I've showed him pup play and he's not into that. And so I don't think he's kinky. So I know he definitely wouldn't be into this. And, you know, what I always tell people is, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, if you truly love this person, then I think you should, you know, you should eventually tell them. I'm not saying like, you know, you need to come full blown out saying like, you know, I want you to pad me up and I want you to get me super squishy and then I want you to like fuck me in a diaper. You know, I'm not saying like, you know, give them the whole load, but you know, you should say, you know, I have this kink and I'm working through trying to tell you. And I just want you to know that I have this kink and I'm going to tell you and I'm hoping that, you know, you don't judge me for it. And, you know, if if you truly don't like it, then I think then that's when you have to start thinking about like, you know, is this person right for me, right? Because for me being ABDL is a whole, it's a whole thing. Like if, if my partner didn't accept me for being ABDL, I don't think I could be with my partner only because it's such a huge part of me. You know, as I said, it relaxes me, it reduces my anxiety, you know, it has so many, it has so many benefits that aren't just kink related and aren't just sexual related. You know, they have, it has so much more. And I don't want to say it's a personality because I always hate when people say like, oh, that makes it sound like, you know, gay is a personality or, you know, being ABDL is a personality. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, you know, it's a part of you. You know, we are all, we're made up of many interests. Not one interest represents, you know, the entirety of us. And so, you know, how do I think, how do I think we can solve this misconception? You know, for me, how I try to solve it is I try to be open with people, you know, I think the greatest way I can fight against this misre- misrepresentation is by posting diaper pics on Twitter and Instagram showing like, no, this I'm just a guy that likes to wear diapers and I like to, you know, fill them. And what I really loved about this gay camping group is even though not a lot, like it definitely wasn't ABDL, it's not an ABDL based Facebook group, but so many people came in support of the person who posted like, you know, who are the ABDL campers and, you know, so many people answered questions and, you know, a lot of them were just like, cool, never heard of it. And I think that's the other thing, right? Like you don't know what ABDL is until someone tells you, you know, it's not in the mainstream. It's not pup play or like, you know, water sports or, you know, chastity, you know, people don't know what it is. And so when you don't know, you kind of, you kind of fear it a little bit, right? Like it's almost like, 
you know, we don't know what COVID is. And so there's like this fear around COVID, you know, some people don't know what ABDL is. And so, you know, they kind of feared a little bit. And so, you know, I think it's healthy to have these conversations. And, you know, I think it's healthy that this person posted like, hey, are there any ABDL campers? Because, you know, it had such, it had such a good response. So many people came out saying like, you know, it's not my thing, but, you know, I know people who do it. I'm looking at the Facebook post right now. It had 66 answers and a lot of, and a lot of them were just kind of like, cool, I never knew. Or, you know, I know people that, that do it and, you know, maybe it's not my thing. And I also really love how many ABDLs actually I didn't know there were so many in this group. I've been part of this group for like two months now, and I didn't know that there were so many ABDLs in this group because then there were so many people posting like, yes, I'm in an ABDL. Yes, I love camping. And, you know, I I went through all of them because I was like, do I know any of these people? Have I ever like, you know, are they in the gay deal group or are they, are they not in the gay ABDL group, right? It's like that whole like trying to find my tribe thing. And it was like so cool to see so many people that are like, you know, yes, I am an ABDL. Yeah, yes, they they were proud in the fact that they were part of this community and they were outwardly saying like, yes, I like diapers. I like wearing diapers or yes, I I support you wearing them. And I think that's so beautiful and it helps fight this stigma. Luckily, um, I, you know, I wasn't following the thread very closely. I guess that person who did post that it was part of pedophilia, you know, got blocked because of kink shaming. And I think that's also, you know, very smart. I think, you know, it's not just the, it's not just on the shoulders of the ABDL community to fight this stigma. I think it takes, you know, all kink communities, right? Because when you think about it, all kinks and fetishes, in some way have a stigma against it, right? Like, pup play always gets the rap of, like, oh, it's bestiality. Or, you know, you know, when Fifty Shades of Grey came out, you always heard the thing, like, oh, that's just abuse. You know, he was just hitting her, and that's bad. That's, you know, domestic violence. And it's like, no, like, all these kinks have rules, and, you know, they all have, you know, stuff in place where it can be a safe space so I just want to say that thank you to the person that posted in this gay camping group because I'm pretty sure that it took a lot of courage to post that, especially since not a lot of people know what ABDL. And I'm also, I also love how many people came to his aid in saying, yes, I'm an ABDL. And no, it is not pedophilia or child play. It is a safe kink that some people find pleasure in. So like any responsible kinkster, you should be getting tested every every three months. I get tested every three months. I used to go to Strut in San Francisco, and I loved going there because, you know, everyone there was gay. So there wasn't like this stigma like, oh, you know, you know, are you having gay sex? Yes. Yes, I'm having gay sex. You know, the first time I ever got sexually tested was in Santa Barbara. And I was just so uncomfortable because, you know, I went and they were, you know, I mean, they asked the same questions, but it's like the way they ask it, you know, where, you know, the person in Santa Barbara was like, you know, are you having gay sex? Where, you know, the person in San Francisco was like, you know, are you having gay sex? You know, how was it? How are you doing? You know, get a queen. 
And, you know, it's just a different vibe. And it's it almost makes you feel better when you get tested, you know, by your community, by, you know, people in your community, because they know what you're going through, you know, you, you know, they know that, that it's smart to get tested and that you're just going through the routine of getting tested. And so the federal government is making it easier for Americans to get their hands on PrEP. The headlines read that getting PrEP would be free, which is huge because people that, you know, didn't have insurance could pay up to $1,800 a month just for this preventative pill against HIV. And so recent federal guidance says health insurance companies must cover all costs now completely free. However, the reason I bring this up is my prep bottle, uh, it ran out. And so I went to go get a refill. And when I looked at the total, it said it was going to be $23, which, you know, my boyfriend always brings up. I mean, I hate paying, you know, $15 for lunch because I'm like, why does it need to be $15? Like, this is insane. This is, is this isn't a high class dinner. So I hate spending money. I'm a really frugal person. And so I called my insurance company and I said, you know, all the headlines read that it should be free. Why am I paying $23? And so he basically explained that, you know, your insurance plan only covers this much of the cost and that you'll have to do the rest, which, you know, $23 won't break my bank. But, you know, I'm just thinking about other people where, you know, sometimes $23 might break their bank or depending on what time of the month it is. It's like I don't have, you know, I want to use that money for something else and I have to wait. And, you know, if you've ran out of your pill, then, you know, you might not have pills for a couple days until you get, you know, the money you need to pay that copay. And so it, it confused me. I was like, it, you know, if it says it's free, why is it not free? And so the more research I did, it said that it had 60 days to comply. But even after that, some insurance companies like mine are still not complying. They're, t- they're dragging their feet which sucks. It sucks because, you know, we went, the the gay community went through the AIDS crisis. We know what happens when, you know, we're not taking preventative measures. And if you're, and if you're having bareback sex and you're having kink sex, then, you know, you also need to do the testing. You also need to, you know, you need to be healthy in that way or use protection. If you're not going to get tested, you know, at least use protection. But, you know, getting tested and being on PrEP is, you know, the best way I was always taught to prevent getting HIV. And so advocates are urging people to go to the Medicaid authorities or your sto- or your state-level insurance oversight boards and say, you know, my insurance company isn't paying for the full cost. Luckily, I use a pharmacy called Alto, and Alto was able to pay the difference of the $23. What makes it worse is that Paws.com says that it could also take several months until insurance companies will. And it it's also sucks because, you know, my partner recently got on prep. I finally got him on it, and his insurance totally covered it, no questions asked. And I don't want to take a deep dive on, you know, the whole health insurance in America. That is a bigger conversation that I I don't have the knowledge of. But I think, yes, I think it's smart that 
The federal government says that, you know, insurance covers insurance companies should cover it. It should cover it 100%. You know, it should cover your meds. It should cover your lab visit. It should cover the lab testing. Um, and if it's not, we need to be asking questions. You need to be calling your insurance companies and saying, hey, this is what I saw, you know, the federal government say. And why isn't this happening? Because the more knowledge you have on why it's not happening, then you can take the steps. And some of the steps that I have read is that you should go to your Medicaid authorities if you're on Medicaid or go to the state level insurance oversight board. Because, you know, diapers are already expensive. So if, you know, if the federal government says PrEP should be free, it should be free so I can spend my money on diapers. I'm officially soggy. I don't know about you, but if you want to continue to follow all of my pictures and stuff, you can find me on Newsy Baby on Twitter and Instagram. And make sure to use my promo code Newsy Baby on the Playtime store so you can get a little discount for all your, you know, little kink gear and stuff. All right, I gotta go change. See ya. Bye. how to read i don't know how to read but i heard playtime has a new bi-weekly online kink magazine it's called play zine yeah i heard if i knew how to read i could read about different fetish lifestyles events entertainment and news i guess i gotta go to the playtime website to practice my reading skills